Tara, thanks so much for taking some time. Appreciate you uh, taking time out of your crazy schedule in this crazy time. Well, I want you to first me. just introduce yourself, tell people about who you are, what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Tara Desiderio. I am the building principal at West Coast Bell Elementary School in the East Penn School District. And um, this is my 12th year as the administrator working there and really excited to be working with our families and kids, especially now. It's a crazy time for sure. I want to start off before we get into any of the craziness. What are you grateful for today? Oh, so many things. I, I think that um, I am grateful to be part of an amazing team, truly. Um, there have been so many. I, I think I'm, I'm thankful to be an educator right now. Um, the amount of educators that have come together that are networking at this point uh, has just been astronomical. Um, just the impact that everyone is having, the way in which we're working together, it's just, it takes my breath away. It's awesome. How has the situation so far obviously affected, well, it's affected you in so many ways, obviously, from the standpoint of just how you're running the entire school at this point so differently, but talk about some of the effects that this has had, you know, maybe some negative ones as well that have just made this really tricky, obviously. Sure. Um, we have, there have been a lot of things that have been happening, but a collaboration is definitely one that has been top on our list. We've been working daily with all of our teachers and our administrators. Um, and the thing that I think that we've been working the hardest at is continuing to make those connections with our families. So during this last two weeks, our goal was not to push out any new information, was not to get kids making sure they were, quote, doing school at home um, we really felt like our job right now is to make really really strong bonds with our families and make sure that we are meeting them where they're at making sure that they're safe and they have what they need make sure that we connect them with resources if they don't have them and um, and make sure that truly they come up with a schedule that works for their family. Because what we know is that every family works under a different structure mm -hmm. and we need to meet people where, where they're at and give people grace in this time. And what have been some of the challenges, obviously? I know that from the challenge um, of, of, well, of kids being home now when they, when well, they weren't and now people are now teachers and they, right. and they never well, signed up for it. Yeah, exactly. So, so that is some of our challenge is that um, some parents have been, you know, th to taking this on and they're trying to just embrace what we put out there and some are working full time and trying to have their kids at home and um, possibly they're working from home and trying to educate their child at the same time. I know as a, as a working mom, I'm setting up schedules for my kids and checking on them in between my meetings and I'm not able to even be there 100% of the time to be working with them. So trying to make sure that the week one, our schedule was all over the place. We thought we had a great schedule set up and realized, whoa, we need to throw that one out. So I think the challenges have been finding schedules that work for everybody. Also, when we're coming up with what we would like to put out there to our families, finding things that, um, that everyone can access, making sure that we, um, in East Penn, we've been blessed to be able to offer devices to all of our children at home. So our middle school and high schoolers went home with devices because they always have them. And then our elementary students were all offered a device if they needed to come and pick one up. So families who didn't have one were able to stop and pick one up. So, um, but then you come to the um, come to the other part of it where does everybody have internet at home? Right. 
And the answer to that is no, obviously. So we worked with a lot of families. We have an amazing new tech director and she has done a fabulous job working with our families and um, getting them internet, getting them um, kajits and just whatever they needed to actually be able to access what we're about to put out there in, in another week or so. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So as a leader of a school and as of staff and of people, what, what does good leadership look like to you in crisis? You know what? I think it's just modeling um, what we would like to be happening. And um, I really feel strongly that being there for our families and our teachers is the key component of all of this. So I've done a lot of meetings virtually like this with, um, with our teachers and just as a way to kind of have them be able to ask questions and answer things. And I know it puts my mind at ease when I know that they're um, that they are calm about all of this. So truly, I think just modeling what we would like to be happening, really giving um, out there the, the great messages about giving people grace and recognizing the fact that everybody is truly doing the absolute best they know how to do. So if we keep reminding ourselves that everyone's doing the best they can, mm -hmm. it doesn't let us get into a place where we get upset or irritated with the way they're doing it because they're doing it the best they know how. And so giving people a lot of grace making sure we help people. Um, but I think just modeling um, those great behaviors and keeping the lines of communication open and keep reminding people what is most important here. And always at the end of the day, it's kids first, always. So if, as long as our kids are safe and happy and healthy, that's what's at the forefront of our mind right now. So what's some, what are some changes that you've had to make like what is what is education in in an elementary school right now look like? Well, um, I think it looks different across the country. I'm going to be honest. We've been talking to a lot of administrators across the country, and it does look different depending depending on the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. For us in East Penn, it does look like um, a work from home model. So mm -hmm. it does look like e-learning and going on to devices and doing things. Um, but it also looks like families working together. I think that this has been a time and we've realized already in the short two weeks, we've been week and a half, really, we've been off at this point, um, that I know it said it took me back to my childhood from like all of the jobs and responsibilities I had that I think in the hustle and bustle of things we've kind of gotten away from. Um, so going back to helping kids understand what chores are and help, helping them understand where they fit in the family unit, unit and how they can help um, throughout the day. Those things are just as important to us right now as our education is. So kind of setting up routines for kids um, at home in their home space, that's a definite big change. Um, helping them understand how they get onto different devices and utilize those things. Setting timers for kids who need them on how long they need to be on there. Um, but then also, it, like in between those, doing activities. I know we have built in like time to do puzzles and time to do, you know, building and working to together, collaborating. Chores are in there, so they are like setting up tables and doing things. We have some very good, what we call SEL lessons, social, social emotional lessons that are going out with all of our lesson planning. And, um, and in those, our kids will be working through 
how they work um, around their home and jobs that they could be doing and, and kind of doing bingo boards that will they'll complete those tasks. So setting up all of those things at home and what we've done from the school setting is try to make everything, um, especially at the elementary level, as that it's uh, that we have some continuity from building to building. Everybody's offering the same exact programming for every single one of our subjects, yet realizing that different people are going to have different amounts of time to be on, um, to be completing this work. So some families may be able to do it all in the morning. Some people might have time throughout the day and some people may be getting some of these things in the, in the evenings after they're done working. So again, it's meeting our families where they're at and making sure that we are giving kids what they need to keep moving forward so that they don't have huge gaps in their learning. That's awesome. So what are, what's some, what are some amazing stories or things that have happened through this right now, like during this time? Cause I'm sure uh, you've heard tons of them. Yeah. The connections <laughs> that we've been making with families. Um, you know, I have been making calls home on the kids' birthdays and just get the kids, you know, answering the phone and saying, wait, you're calling my house. Why are you calling my house? Yeah, yeah. I said, I, you know, I'd be saying your name on the announcements every morning and I'm not, I'm not seeing you to say happy birthday. So, you know, but as I'm talking to the kids, I say, what are you doing right now? What's your favorite part of being home? And so many of my kids come back to, oh, well, I was helping my mom do this, or right now I'm cutting sweet potatoes for dinner. <laughs> and it's just so great to hear the things that they're doing. Um, you know, I'm always asking them, like, what are you doing that you, that we, you wouldn't have done while we were in school? And the yeah. family activities that are going on are fabulous. Our teachers have been doing um, lunch bunches with our kids. And so they are hanging, they're doing some Zoom meetings or doing a Google Meet where they're actually hanging out with their kids and having lunch with them in mm -hmm. groups. Um, the stories the kids are telling um, about like, you know, the, the time they have at home and the stories they're writing. They're doing a lot of flip grids back to us and telling us stories about things they're doing. So I think the amazing things are all the connections that we're making that kind of brought us back to why we do what we do. And it's all about the kids and it's all about experience. And I've read so much lately that talks about, you know, kids aren't gonna remember like the education that we're providing them during this time. It's really about, they're gonna walk away from this with the memories that the, of what they did and who they did it mm -hmm. with. Um, and I think there's a lot of life lessons that are being taught right now. And it, is, it all comes back to, um, connections. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the connections we're making and the impact we're having on those on everybody around us is huge. So, yeah, how are we helping people around us? Or what people remember? Yeah, exactly. So, even like you know, we're doing something the chalk the walk outside. So, like everybody's out for walks, which again is delightful to see. I know we yeah. can't really stop and talk to them, but you know, seeing people walk around and look at the messages people are leaving on their sidewalks. Yeah. Are amazing. I know in our neighborhood we have a find the teddy bear in your window and we're putting teddy bears hidden in the front windows <laughs> and the kids can find them as they go by and point them out. But again, that's what they're going to remember. I remember walking through our development with mom or dad and saying like I found all the teddy bears and I could see my 13 year old was even out there drawing on our walk you know just yesterday and enjoying every minute of it. So again you're not too old to do anything when it comes back to what are we doing as a family. Yeah, that's so cool. So can you think about a time, obviously this time is incredibly unique because there's just uncertainty that no one really knows of, but can you mm -hmm. think of a time in your life, looking all the way back to what 
got you to today that you were going through something that was just so uncertain, so like, man, this is, how am I ever going to get through this situation? And then looking back now, you realize, man, if it wasn't for that situation, I would never be at the spot where I'm at. Can you, putting you on the spot, think of a, one is, of those you know, experiences. <laughs> you know what? The thing that I go back to in thinking about this is actually not too far back in, in my life. Um, you know, about four, I'll, I'll try to think of a few things for you, but a few, about four years ago, my little guy was diagnosed with type one diabetes. And I think that when you have something that rocks your world, that really, like, you know, when you're a planner and you have things going on and, you know, I feel like a lot of my life has gone the way I thought it would go. And I've had ups and downs on things, but always being very resilient. But that is something that stops you dead in your tracks and you don't know how to deal with it until people help you along the way. And it's something you learn from every single day. And I think living with him and living with his disability and his, you know, our ability to adapt because of that. Um, every day is a new day for us and every minute is a new experience for us. And so when this happened, I think that I've taken, I say that I, I constantly am growing with him daily because he teaches me definitely how to pause and how to take a breath and how to accept things that are very unexpected. And I think that it, if I had not had that experience, this may be more of a shock to me, but, um, but having, to, having lived through his life with him over the last four years and embracing the opportunities that kind of are before us every day, mm -hmm. um, I think that it's just brought me to a place that I'm just embracing it. And there are so many great things that are coming out of this. Um, there are certainly so many things that we worry about and we have to keep so many things in place and we need to worry about all of our healthcare workers and people who are out there. But along with all of that, we can't help but recognize all of the good that people are doing in this, the way in which our communities are coming together, the way in which people are making masks for our workers left and right. You see so many donations being made and people working together. Um, you know, just coming together to, as, as communities, I think that's, that's the best part of this. Um, but I think that had I not had that experience with my little guy, I don't know that I would have been as prepared for this. I don't think mm -hmm. anything can really prepare you for a situation like this. But. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's definitely, you know, perspective. And it's, it's it what I'm realizing with all these stories is different. there's different perspectives. And there's also people that are on the other side of the spectrum who don't have that perspective yet that are going through, obviously, what is a very, very difficult time right now. Yeah. And what perspective or, or hope or positivity or what keeps you smiling that can help other people that are going through what might, you know, be one of the hardest times they've dealt with in a long time. Absolutely. Um, honestly, there's the, I really live my life by thinking about the blessing that we were given that every single day and every minute of the day, we get to choose our own lens. So we can choose how we see everything in every minute. So we can choose to see how something is negative and how horrible this is that we have to stay home and that we can't go out and we're unable to do different things. Or we can choose the lens of what's going on right before me? What am I being forced to see happen? What about the time that I get to spend with my kids that I never would have had before? What about this opportunity to make these relationships with our families that we never would have had before? The beauty of choosing your lens at any moment is just a gift that we cannot um, 
we can't just let go. And um, we could start thinking something and certainly we're going to have our ups and downs and there are things that are frustrating, but all in that moment, we can change our lens and see the beauty in what's actually happening. I always say there's no problems. There's only opportunities. So everything that we're looking at, um, you know, it's an opportunity to learn and grow and become better together. So one of the things that keep, um, keeps coming up and I keep saying over and over as out on, you know, dealing with um, people over Twitter, you know, we keep talking about mm-hmm. things that we are networking together for. And we keep saying, you know, we are definitely better together. Mm-hmm. All of this, uh, you know, networking and doing things, we couldn't be doing this without everybody and um, net- putting all of our minds together. And truly we want to work smarter, not harder. And there are people that are doing amazing things and we have, and the ability to share all of that great information is just um, irreplaceable. So. So last question, and this is because you're in the education space. What is something that's happening right now that you're like, I would love that it's, it wasn't happening before it has to happen now. And then you're like, we have to figure out how to keep this going even when we get back to normalcy. Is there anything yet? Obviously, it's, it's only been a short time, but yeah, is there I, any unique things that you're like, man? I honestly think that it, it's about those personal connections with our, like the amount of time our teachers are like calling each child at home. And we're not calling home because anything went wrong. Right. We're calling home because we want to say, hey, how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah. And you know, what, you know what, what do we have to celebrate <laughs> together? And just... See, I think that this has given us the opportunity to see the power of connections, the power of, you know, not being stuck behind a device and texting something to someone because we're so quick in education to be like, how can I quickly get this out there to a parent? I can quickly send you a dojo message and you're going to get it to your phone. You're going to be able to read that. But what is the power between having a voice call with someone, you know, actually picking up a phone and saying, hey, Mr. McKenna, how are you doing today? How, you know, I know that your daughter's homesick. Is it, how is she doing? You know, like right. the, just having those connections rather than sending a quick text. There's a power between, uh, behind having a voice and actually speaking to someone to know how it was perceived, to know if they really are doing okay. You can hear that in a voice. And behind a text, it's, yep, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't really know. So and I think, it's, I think a, it's a great point, too, of like the importance of, and it's in any business or if, even with your own employees, having co- positive conversations on a regular basis changes how the negative ones eventually have to come. Because if you're the person that only ever calls meetings or only ever calls the parent because something's wrong, well, every time I see your name on my caller ID, I'm like, here we go again. Versus how great it feels when you get, you know, when we have a four-year-old she's in preschool and when she comes home with, you know, certain stars, we're like, yes. And she's like, she was good today or whatever. But it is so important because as a parent, you don't really see what's going on. And, and with kids, you know, they only really can tell you what they remember in the day and there is something powerful about just being able to connect with people and say I just wanted to tell you some of the great things that she did because and because as I hear with as teenagers get older they say the same answer which is what'd you do today nothing <laughs> like <laughs> so it's like you have to I love what Joe Sanfilippo who you know really well says too about like how if you don't tell your story and tell what's happening people make it up themselves I'm glad you said that because that's one thing during this time, you know, I have, I always say I'm channeling my inner Joe, you know, like we're talking about like, how are we getting our story out there? Because 
people truly could be making up any story about we as what we as educators are doing like oh nobody's doing anything nobody's you know no one but if we're showing you know that we are having all of these great things happen and we're reading to kids uh, online every single day and we're making calls home and we are having lunch with them online you know there are all these amazing things happening and connections being made that we want to celebrate because yes nobody chose that this would be this wouldn't be our choice if everybody chose to do this but you know what we have to celebrate the great things that are coming out of this and the connections that are being made so i think that's worth celebrating that's great well we appreciate all the encouragement that I'm sure this will be to a lot of people and keep, keep working hard. I know you're doing great things and you're like right down the road. So I'm, it's, it's even cooler to be able to know that you're part of the education system that like my family is in. So it's kind of, it's yeah, kind of interesting. So thanks so much for taking a few minutes and, and uh, best of luck through the rest of this interesting year. And we hope it all continues to work out. Thanks so much. Good luck. Thanks to you. Tara.